And yes, good morning to you once again. If you have just joined us today, this is gospelbestradio.com, your community Christian internet talk radio with a mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. It's Friday, the 8th of September, 2023. The program is on the Lord's side, Christian perspectives on news and current events. My name is Olufemi Oguntoku. You can follow me on Twitter at Olufemi Oji. You can follow Gospel Bells Radio on Twitter at Gospel Bells Radio. I want to begin with a story that is, that is sad and followed by another story that is alarming and it's the story of this lady, Miss Atonda Modukwe Debra, uh, unfortunately now late. And I take this report from Vanguard newspaper. It says Foye rep- is is uh, the name for the Federal University Oye Kiti. Oye Kiti. I think I I hope I'm getting it right. Federal University, the Federal University Oye Kiti. It's uh, four year announces death of missing student at Ondaamudukwe Debra. I do not know whether you uh, ever came across this story before now. But I think this from Vanguard newspapers, the online platform of Vanguard newspapers. It says the management of the Federal University, Oyekiti, on Thursday announced the death of one of his students, Mudukwe Atonda. The registrar of the university, Mr. Mufutao Ibrahim, disclosed this in a statement issued in Oyekiti. It will be recalled that earlier today, the management had made public the disturbing development of the missing deceased and assured that an investigation was ongoing to unravel the whereabouts of the students. But current information reaching the security outfit of the university has disclosed that, that the said student is dead. While the university management condoles with the family of the deceased and the generality of the university community, particularly our dear students, the investigation is ongoing with the security agencies with a view to getting to the root of the sad development and arresting the perpetrators. We therefore appeal to students and all stakeholders to remain calm, he said. Uh, the registrar for that assured parents of the deceased that every person connected to the death of their daughter would be arrested and be made to face the wrath of the law. Now, this report from Vanguard continues by saying that the news agency of Nigeria gathered that uh, the, the said student, Modukwe Atonda, who was a 200-level student in the nursing department of the university, her body was found in a shallow grave behind the faculty of pharmacy building within the premises of the university. And this is the part that really shocked me. So, uh, days ago, this lady, uh, now unfortunately deceased, was, was declared missing. And of course, the university had released notice to the public and elsewhere for anyone with information about her whereabouts to come forward. But now our body, our deceased body, was, has been found in a shallow grave behind the faculty of pharmacy building within the premises of that university. So obviously the, the killing took place within the university premises and uh, the body of this lady found in a shallow grave. She was a 200 level student in the nursing department one must necessarily shudder you know you yesterday you must shudder and wonder what is really happening and i recall again that uh, on this program we engage with the story of uh, another lady also now unfortunately deceased who recently graduated as a nurse from uh, Leeds university in Ibadan and was actually caught on tape on video celebrating her graduation uh, but she went out 
to a nightclub to celebrate the, the graduation, but did not return home. Uh, soon after that, her body also was found in a shallow grave. And, in, you know, in that case, not in a shallow grave, just on the road, but with some of our organs missing. Some of our organ, organs missing. And I actually got to know about this story, this present story uh, on Twitter when I when I came across the tweet of one of the commissioners uh, presently serving in in Ekiti State, uh, Sheon Fakwade, who wrote, saying that the news of her tragic passing has left me shattered, struggling to comprehend the senselessness and brutality that surrounded her untimely departure from this world. In this solemn moment, it serves as a stark reminder of the urgent need for justice and unwavering accountability in our society. And I love this statement from this young commission. This gentleman, Shim Fakwade, is one of the young stars in Nigeria doing doing well. And he has been appointed as a commissioner in Ekiti State, commissioner according to his Twitter profile for innovation, science, and digital economy. And I'm I'm, I'm glad, I'm impressed, and he should indeed be commended for for uh, for for shining light really on this on this matter. It is very it's very it is interesting uh, that he has taken it upon himself to call attention to it. I mean, there's a newspaper in the United States now, the Washington Post, that has as, as its motto: "Democracy dies in darkness." Democracy dies in darkness, and you see, you, you can just substitute uh, any word, uh, any any good ideal for democracy in that sentence. I mean. We, Accountability dies in darkness when the, nobody is talking about a matter that matters. When nobody is talking about a matter that matters, that matter dies and no longer matters. And that's a dangerous one. When nobody is talking about a matter that matters, that matter dies and no longer matters. But matters that matter should always matter. Especially to those of us who are on the Lord's side. Uh, matters that are important, matters that are consequential should uh, should be taken seriously. We should talk about them. We should not sweep them under the carpet. And if we should sweep this under the carpet, the brutal killing of this lady, Miss Atonda Mudukwe Deborah, it will be, uh, it will be. Some some will say yet another one. Yes, it will be yet another one uh, in our social fabric in Nigeria. But I think it will be one too many. One too many. She was killed on the premises of the university. A 200-level nursing student buried in a shallow grave behind the building of the faculty of pharmacy in that university. What could have happened? Now, we do not know. We cannot know because we are limited in what we can know as human beings. We need thorough investigation to this matter and for those who are culpable to be brought to justice. The problem is because people get away with these things and nobody suffers from them. Impunity, the reign of impunity, and that's what allows for these things to go on and on and on. Again, I want to read this, what this gentleman wrote in focus said, in this solemn moment, it serves as a stark reminder of the urgent need for justice and unwavering accountability. In a, there must be accountability in a society. Uh, those in charge of security in that school should be made accountable. Uh, the question of whether uh, there are CCTVs in that on that campus should arise. If approval had been given for CCTVs to be installed there, but they were not installed, questions should be asked. 
And we do really pray, more importantly, above all else, for comfort, exactly for comfort for the family of this lady who was senselessly killed. The jury is still out for us to understand all the facts of the case. But we pray that God will comfort our parents and our loved ones. And more than that, that those who are in charge of this investigation, those who have the duty to investigate this matter, will have no rest. They will have no rest until they do what is right, until they do what is right. And that it will please the Lord. It will please the Lord that the perpetrators will be discovered and brought to justice in Jesus' name. Such a sad, 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 sad one. Okay, and if that first story made you sad, this second story will will alarm you. It will alarm you. Now, recall that I think it was on Monday or on Tuesday, we engaged with a story, the story of a young boy said to be 13 by some and said to be 12 by others. Uh, this young boy, uh, now critically ill at the Lagos State University Teaching Hospital, whose mother made noise on social media that she had been told by doctors who operated on her son at the Lagos State University Teaching Hospital that the son's intestines are missing. She had made noise on social media, so much so that the governor of Lagos State, uh, Governor Jide Sonwolu, uh, paid an unscheduled visit to the hospital bed of that young boy and in paying that visit, called attention, more attention to the plight of that young boy. Before then, that young boy had, had, had been operated upon by doctors in a private hospital uh, but then, I think complications arose. He needed further attention, further, further corrective surgery. Uh, he was taken to the Lagos State University Teaching Hospital. And after the doctors worked on him, meaning that they, they carried out a surgical procedure on him, they then told the mom that, look, your son has missing intestines. And that's when she cried out. She cried out, supposing that, or rather accusing, laying allegation at the, at, at, the, at the feet of the doctors at the at Lassus that they did, and that they removed the organ of our son. Uh, but then they have come out to say, no, we did not do that. But then, you know, we, can just, we cannot just take the word, their word for it. Uh, the Lagos State House of Assembly has called for a thorough investigation into that matter. And we did make the point when we engage with this story earlier this week that that thorough investigation ought to that should be pursued to its logical conclusion uh, we along with others in the society will make it a point to always bring up this matter on social media uh, so that it's not swept under the carpet we need to get to the root of this thing as that young commissioner in the said uh, wrote on twitter concerning uh, miss atonda modupe debra who was senselessly killed on the campus of the federal university uh, Oye Kitty, as, as, as he wrote, accountability is important. Impunity, impunity will only encourage even more criminal action. Now, I have said all that just as a foundation for uh, what I'm about to share with you now. This I came across on Twitter late yesterday, and I'm looking forward to this going mainstream when uh, news fully. Uh, when the news fully breaks on this matter. Now, listen to this. This person wrote, this is an investigative journalist as well. Now, you know that we have uh, a number of... Uh, a, a number of... Now, what's the word for this? Uh, a number of 
individual investigative journalists now on social media. Social media has made it so easy uh, for anyone uh, to practice a vocation and not to be affiliated or aligned with any of the major media institutions. And there are many of them who are doing fantastically well because there are many uh, things that have come into public consciousness simply because uh, simply because of the bravery and the dedication and the actions of many of these uh, many of these investigative journalists i mean one of them the most yeah I mean, the most popular in nigeria today i would say and some would say some would say the most notorious uh, i call him the most uh, relevant and popular david Udeni, who every time on twitter uh, goes behind the scenes and brings to public consciousness news that uh, that established media platforms would not touch. Another one would be Fistaya Shoyon, but for those who are regular listeners on the lot, you know, we always engage with uh, with, the, with, with these investigations uh, and I mean, very telling as well. Now that this other person uh, who goes by the Twitter and do PDOM Nigeria, and I want to listen to this. I want to listen. I'm going to read it and you'll be shocked, really. And if you're not shocked, that says a lot uh, with respect. Uh, if you're not shocked, maybe not shocked because you must have, maybe you've had something similar before, but you must be alarmed and concerned, really. Now, this is what this person wrote on Twitter, PDOM Nigeria. Some doctors are devil's incarnates. There's a painful story coming up. In 2017, one Mrs. Kinde Busari was diagnosed with appendicitis and a surgery was recommended for her. On the day of the surgery, the doctor spent over seven hours with her in the theater to the surprise of her husband. Six months later, she started having pains around the area she was operated upon. She went back to the hospital. She was given some drugs to reduce the pains. But this pain kept coming on and off until it became severe. But the doctor kept giving her drugs to reduce the pain. Fast forward to 2023. After six years of excruciating pains, Mrs. Busari decided to go to a teaching hospital to seek better medical, medical care. Lo and behold, after proper medical check up from the teaching hospital, coupled with a series of scans, it was discovered that Mrs. Kendi Busari's organ was harvested by the doctor who conducted the appendix operation on her in 2017. He took her left kidney and sold it. That was why he spent over seven hours conducting the appendicitis operation on her. The truth is now out and he is blaming the devil over his past actions that he is now a changed person. He is ready to settle with the family. But this platform that is referring to, uh, to the person who wrote this tweet will expose him with his picture and evidence tomorrow. And we are waiting for that, uh, for that exposure of the name of that doctor and the evidence in support. So let me ask you, you've heard this story. Are you shocked? Are you alarmed? And again, you can now understand why I brought up the the matter of that young boy, that young boy now lying critically ill at Lassus. You know, you can understand why, why I brought it up now and why, again, uh, we, indeed, we must raise our voices even louder to to call for a thorough investigation into the matter of that boy. How did his intestines get, how did the intestines get missing? How did they get missing? 
was there a congenital uh, deformity that he was born without intestines, which is difficult to believe? Or was it the case that the intestines were removed at that private hospital or at Lassus? We need to determine that. Now we are reading, and this current story we are engaging with, the story of this allegation, we must call it that, but credible at this point, of a doctor who admitted a woman for the purpose of uh, perhaps removing a, a ruptured appendix or repairing it. Uh, I'm sorry, I've not really read deep into that, but while doing that, has now confessed that he also took a left kidney and sold it. Now we know, um, even those of us who are not uh, medical practitioners, we know that uh, there are two pairs of kidney in every human being and that it, it, it has been established that a human being can survive even for a long, long time uh, on just one uh, one kidney, as long as that kidney remains healthy. So this, what this doctor did was that uh, under the pretense of, of attending to problems with the appendix of the woman, he harvested her left kidney and sold it and sold it now i mean how do you begin to 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 engage the story like this is it the breach of trust is it the breach of trust is that where you're going to start from is it the professional malpractice is it the evil is it the danger to which he exposed the woman is it the greed? Is it the desperation? Wow. As somebody responded on this and said she spent six years dealing with such pain, she must be very strong. Uh, that, uh, this, this person appears to be like a medical practitioner who What's an understanding of uh, the the possible kind of of pain she must have been going she must have been going she must have she must have gone through uh, during that during that period and somebody wrote he said more than ten is happening in this country more than ten is happening in this country so so uh, so this somebody who is uh, who is expressing in English language uh, what is actually a Yoruba wisdom okay. So basically saying uh, that horrible things are happening in this country. Things that will astound you. Things that will shock you are taking place in this country. And you must agree that that is the case. I mean, we can have a list, a list of horrible things happening in this country. So now it is now impossible now not impossible it is now dangerous or rather our wisdom now calls for even doctors to be monitored right wisdom now calls for even doctors to be monitored and i said earlier on that if you want to give the story like this of a sto- of a doctor who harvested a patient's organ while uh while ostensibly trying to do some other corrective surgery on the patient how do you engage with it one the the greed of that doctor the I mean, the, the brazen theft, the audacity, the callousness, then the professional malpractice, 
and of course the godlessness, the lack of the fear of God, because that is at the root of everything. That's at the root of everything. Now he has confessed that he sold the organ, and we are reminded of First Timothy six ten, right? For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many graves. With many graves, I do not know whether this person was even ever in the faith, whether he wandered away. I mean, it, it is difficult for me. It is difficult for me to suppose that. It is difficult for me to suppose that, uh, to suppose that anyone who has ever been in the faith, anyone who has ever been in the faith would uh, would uh, w- would even wander this far for the love of money. But of course, that is what the Bible teaches that it's possible for the love of money to make anybody wander that that far off, that far off uh, from godliness. But this is this is really scary. This is what another person wrote reacting. That this is scary. It is scary indeed. And I made the point earlier on that what we have right now, what we have right now is the inability of of citizens and patients to even trust doctors. You know, so uh, a person is ill, a person requires medical attention. Uh, I mean, has been diagnosed as requiring surgery, any form of surgery, and you cannot even trust that the doctors working on that person would not uh, do something that would not do injury, would not do injury to that person. Because what has happened basically is that this doctor in this particular instance has done injury to the patient that he was supposed to help. Uh, and then we are reminded of the Hippocratic Oath where doctors are uh, are supposed to take oath and say that I will only do what is ethical, what is good. I will always act only in the best interest of the patient, of the patient. But now that is fast, uh, that, 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 that is fast uh, going away now. It is eroded by the realities of, of the things we read now. I swear by Apollo the physician, that, I mean, that's the text of the Hippocratic Oath. According to my ability and judgment, I will keep this oath and this stipulation to reckon him who taught me this art and, and, and a lot of things there. But basically, uh, the, the long and short of the Hippocratic Oath is that I will do all things for the benefit of the sick and will abstain from every voluntary act of mischief and corruption and further from the seduction of females and males or free men, or free men and slaves. So you, you find that doctors in many parts of the world, especially in the uh, Western-aligned part of the world, when they're about to uh, be sworn into the profession, they take that oath saying, I will do all this for the benefit of the sick and will abstain from every voluntary act of mischief and corruption. and corruption." Uh, but that's not what we find out this, especially now. I mean, with the case of that boy who now lies critically ill at last suit with his case, with his own case, what we have at that time that we engaged the story were suspicions, suspicions that hmm, certain things appear to have taken place, certain, certain, I mean, certain disconcerting things appear to have taken place and we called for investigation. Now in this case, we have the case of a doctor who has now been caught and is now begging for mercy that yes, I operated on this woman in 2017, but I also took, I also harvested her left kidney and sold it again. 
as we think about this, as we are alarmed that there is, there, there is at least one medical doctor in this case who has done something like this, as we are alarmed that in the case of that boy lying critically that lawsuit, it could be that there are other medical doctors doing it. So should we be so should we be alarmed that there is a market for these things that they seem to be operating in Nigeria now? A black market for human organs and that doctors and hospitals are becoming complicit in this. Should we not be alarmed? And, and earlier on, I made the point that it is not difficult. You, can, you are not now able to fully trust that when your loved one has been taken in for surgery, it's now it's not difficult for you to fully trust that no ill will be done to that to, to that loved one. Well, it used to be the case that when your loved one goes in for surgery and then you rest assured that the people working on him or on her uh, will act in that loved one's best interest. But now, is it the case that uh, the relatives of the loved ones also need to be right there, also need to be right there in the theater to say, okay, I want to monitor that you don't remove any organ uh, from my loved one? And even if anybody makes that uh, election or, or is even allowed to be in or is even allowed to be in the theater i mean if you are not versed if you are not versed in the art of medicine if you do not know what they do uh, how do you know which one they should remove and which one they should not remove otherwise you just become i uh, just become a nuisance in the theater and you just become a clog in the way of whatever good they want to do and this reminds me of of a motor of a motor or or a maxim. It should be a maxim rather a maxim in the form of a of, of a rhetorical question. I know that I, I have a brother who has it permanently on his WhatsApp status. Cus custod custodiet. Who will guard the guards? From Latin, who will guard the guards? Meaning that there is this age long question. This age-long question that has never been resolved is a philosophical question, a paradox of sorts. Yes, we have put guards here. We have put people here to guard this place. But who is going to guard the guards themselves? Who is going to, who is going to ensure that the guards stay awake and are truly guarding what they should guard? And somebody says, well, let us appoint some other guards to guard the guards. So you appoint new guards to guard the guards. And then the question arises, who will ensure that the guards guarding the guards are actually guarding the guards? So you say, okay, let's appoint new guards to guard the guards that are guiding the guards. And the question is, who will ensure that the guards appointed to guard the guards guarding the guards are actually guarding the guards that guard the guards? A paradox. And ultimately, it brings it, it, brings it home to the Christian worldview the Christian worldview, that ultimately uh, there are some questions that we can never, we can never solve. The only, the, only, uh, the only question, the only God we need, the only one that can ensure that we do the right is who? It's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit. Through his Holy Spirit. That is why the, that hymn writer wrote, if the world knew Jesus, if the world knew Jesus, imagine what it would be. 
Because every human being, every institution, every society needs a God, needs a God, needs a God, a God uh, that will ensure that people are doing the right thing. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Uh, yesterday I was discussing with a friend of mine about the Nigerian situation and we went back and forth. You know how it is that are discussing the Nigerian situation. We have to, to, uh, to, to read the conclusion that it's just a case of a morally bankrupt society and the solution uh, is not more laws. The solution is not uh, new institutions. The solution is not to uh, to look for an angel to elect as president, but for uh, for for a revival in the society, for the regeneration of our minds. That's just what we need. And that is why, as Christians, we must never be ashamed of proclaiming Christ as the solution uh, to all our problems. Jesus is the answer for the world today. That's what uh, that wonderful songwriter wrote. Jesus is the answer for the world today. He has always been the answer. It will be the answer tomorrow, but Jesus is the answer I mean, when Paul addressed people in Rome, he said to them, look, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but because it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation of souls and even salvation of our societies from, uh, from self-inflicted wounds, from self-inflicted decay. So I, I agree with the person who wrote that this is really scary. It is scary. It is scary. It is scary to suppose uh, that uh, to, to suppose that there are now doctors who are acting, who are colluding with with nefarious uh, characters to harvest organs from patients who present themselves for medical attention in our hospitals. Are you scared? You should. Uh, don't be scared because the Lord watches over you. But are you alarmed? You should be alarmed. Are you concerned? We should be concerned. And what shall we do about it? We have to talk about it. What shall we do about it? We have to pray for a revival in our, in our land, in our land. We have to talk about it and ensure that, that the government steps in and that closer supervision is available uh, for these persons and more importantly that those who have been caught in these things are actually punished but you know the, dan the dangerous thing about matters like this it is that you'll find at the end of the day that as they say those who are involved in matters like this they have connections in high places and it's always a grand a, a grand conspiracy it's always uh, something that uh, it, it, it's always done by people who have who, who have cover who have cover from from those in authority and talking about those who give covers to evil. I mean that's another another subject entirely. And I do hope that no none of us on the Lord's side is in the rank of those who give cover to evil because you see they are as they are as as guilty as those who are perpetrating the evil. So there is that policeman. Uh, there is that person, even that receptionist, who knows about it, who turns a blind eye. There is that attendant, that uh, theater attendant. Uh, there is that uh, lab technician. There is that police person. There is that immigration official. There is this person, that person, who turns a blind eye. Who, who turns a blind eye? Who knows what is going on? Who knows what has been done? But says, well, maybe I get paid for uh, for my own duty. It is not my place to. It's it is not my place to to. To double into this, I don't want to get into trouble, right? Uh, but well, 
I'll, I'll just turn a blind eye. And then I, the attendant helps to to carry the organ from this place to that place. Uh, the receptionist signs a false document that says everything is well. Uh, the policeman turns a blind eye, allows them to move on, and does not check the package. The, the immigration official allows it to be taken out of, out of the country. And of course, then you talk about those who buy it as well. Those who buy it as well. So uh, knowing that the law forbids buying of, of human organs, somebody becomes so desperate, he pays money for it without caring, without minding uh, how the organ was harvested. Now, this, this is of crisis proportion. And that's what I'm trying to make. It's of crisis proportion. And I do hope uh, that we wake up in this country, the government, citizens, and Christians uh, to the alarming decay in our society and to the desperation, desperation for wealth. God help us indeed. Okay, and next I want to engage with this story. Now, this story that has some political uh, connotations. But but yesterday, one of the uh, one of the close associates of the president, uh, President Bola Metinubu, uh, Mr. Bayo Onanuga, who uh, many of us we know as a newspaper chief executive, was the director of media and publicity for the Tinubu Shetima campaign. Of course, he, he, he has been in Nigeria, a notable name, Bayo Onanuga. But yesterday. You know, he released a video, a video of, according to him on Twitter, video clip of Aulawa's loss at appeal court against Shevu Shagari in 1979. This is what he wrote on Twitter, Mr. Bayan. He said, video clip of Aulawa's loss at appeal court against Shevu Shagari in 1979 resurfaces. History always repeats itself. The characters may change. And I, and I found that really fascinating uh, that he released that video for a number of reasons. We are, um, some of them political, some of them deserving of attention here. Let me, let me leave all the political ones aside, but you know, I'm always tempted to, to, to talk about them. It's interesting uh, that we have, uh, we have people uh, from... Uh, from the southwest and from the from the so-called progressives uh progressive political side of the southwest now uh in in a manner of speaking mocking uh chief obafemi Aulo and 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 siding with uh with the shio shagaris of this world uh a, a, a student of politics in nigeria would have said maybe 10 years ago that that day would never come but that is where we are but let's leave the politics aside i look at this video and the video clip of lawyers coming out of the tribunal that announced that the tribunal in 1979 that affirmed the election of Mr. Shehu Shagari as president of Nigeria. Remember then that just as we have this controversy about whether the 1999 Constitution of Nigeria requires the winner of a presidential election to have won 25% of the vote cast in Abuja, just like we have that question uh, tabled before the court. So uh, was the question tabled before the tribunal in 1979 of whether 
a person who has caught two toss in 12 out of 19 states could be declared president of Nigeria, notwithstanding that the constitution required that person to have scored two thirds in uh, to have scored at least 25 percent in two thirds of 19 states. Two thirds of 19 states would be uh, would not be a whole number, right? So the the electoral umpire at that time announced that well, since Shehu Shagari scored two thirds in 12 states. Of course, 12 states will not be equal to two thirds of 19. Two thirds of 19 will be 12 point something. So, you know, some form of, uh, some form of mathematics gymnastics was adopted uh, by the tribunal and later on affirmed by the Supreme Court at that time to say that, well, they, they then looked at Kano, which would have been the 13th state, and I said, well, Kano, uh, we have to divide the votes in Kano into two thirds and then ask for 25% of two thirds. Some funny, uh, funny mechanism. But anyway, the election of Chief Shagari was affirmed. And as I looked at this video, I saw in there, the lawyer who represented, one of the lawyers who stood in for Chifuba Femaolo or Mr. Uh, Abraham Adesanya Lit. And just have to listen, I want to play very very briefly what they said before I make the points that I want to make. And then the, 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 the lawyer who, who stood in for uh, Alaji Sheo Shagari, uh, also uh, for Senior Advocate of Nigeria, Richard Akinjide Lit. And this is what they said and you will agree, indeed, that history repeats itself. You just as I mean, listen to them. It will be like you are listening to the same things that the lawyers for uh, for Mr. Alaji Atikwabaka and Mr. Peter be on the one hand, and the lawyers for uh, President Nobu that you are just listening to this exact thing that they said uh, yesterday when the Court of Appeal uh, delivered judgment. Listen to this. According to the law, we have 14 days within which to file it. But we are not waiting for 14 days. When? Well, we file it between today and tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Where the ball is in their court. They will meet us in the appeal court. I don't see them having any cause of chance. If they want to waste their time and money, it's their business. So you said that you really do not have any opposition in this case? So, the judgment is extremely sound, and uh, one could not have hoped to get a better judgment. Thank you. Are you optimistic? How can I? It's not my way to give advance back. If they appeal, they will be just in the appeal court. The laws are clear, the facts are clear. And they know they, they, their case has no merit whatsoever. I mean, they, they are doing, if they appeal, they are not doing law now, they are doing politics. So, so you are there, Chief Richard Akinjide, Senator of Nigeria, now late, who said there, as any any lawyer on the on the side declared uh, on the winning side would say, he said, look, they are, they, oh, they are not dealing with law, they are dealing with with emotions. The same thing that the uh, that the lawyers for for President Tinubu are saying, uh, he said there also uh, that look, the judgment was very sound uh, that the facts are clear the laws are clear uh, they they have no case and of course chief Abraham Adesanya also on the other side attorney chief Obafemolo said look we are aggrieved uh, the law allows us 14 days to appeal but we are not even going to wait the 14 days we are going to appeal within two days just the same thing you've been hearing from the 
from the from legal counsel to Mr. Pitobi and Alaji uh, Atiku Abubakar. And I look at this video, right? I look at this video and all the major dramatist personnel and I ask myself, right? I ask myself, who of course uh, instituted that case. He died 9th May 1987, right? Alaji Shagari, who was declared winner, was whose victory was affirmed, he died. 28 December 2018. Chief Abraham Adesoya, one of the lawyers who represented Chief Obama from law, he died. 27th April 2008. Chief Richard Akinjide, Senator of Nigeria, who represented Alaji Chief Shagari, he died. 21st April 2020. Uh, it reminds me of that poetic expression in the book of Hebrews. All these, all these died. All these died. All these died. But in the Hebrews, we read all these died in faith. Well, the point is, all we die. All we die. Some will say that, well, what it tells us is that nothing matters in this world. Just do what you want to do. Just, just gain the advantage, right? Uh, just gain the advantage. As many people who are aligned with uh, Mr. Bola Metinbu now, they say uh, in popular culture, one of the expressions, one of the Yoruba expressions common among that political group is Otilo. And Otilo is look, once you've once you've got your way, uh, and the other party cannot really get proper redress, Otilo, meaning that look, you've got away with it, you've got away with it. Some people look at things like that and they say to themselves, look, everybody will die. And then you just become me, just so just do what you want to do and gain the advantage you want to gain and be and be on your way. Is that the way that those of us who on the Lord's side should engage with this? We must remember that God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good, whether it is evil. So this video, and I'm thankful that Mr. Bayonanuga shared that video, it reminds us what the Bible teaches, right? That there's nothing new, there's nothing new under the heavens, there's nothing new under the heavens. What is, is what has been, what, has, what will be is what is. Nothing is new under the heaven. I mean, look at that video. You, if you just put, if we put the faces of the current dramatist personnel in that video, and, and you just and, and you just retain what they said, it would appear that they were talking about what happened recently in Nigeria. What is is what has been. What will be is what is. There is nothing new under the heavens. But what is the old detail of man? That is why at the end of the day. The preacher wrote saying that it is all vanity, vanity of vanities, meaning that you just look at all this, it's all vanity. All the things that we're arguing about today, in 30 years' time, it will become so inconsequential. I mean, the victory of Alaji Shevichagari was affirmed, but what happened to him? There was that coup, and then all of them who, uh, who were declared victors, where are they today? Many of them dead. Right, and even those who are not declared victors, victors, they also they are dead, and so much so that well, one will get some will get to the conclusion and say, look, vanity of vanities, and you see, even that truth that all is vanity, those who are godly and those who are not, they engage with that truth from different perspectives. The godly first, the ungodly will say, vanity of vanities, it is it is all meaningless, it is all meaningless. So just gain the advantage you can gain right now and win it and win the victory. The godly will say, hmm, it is vanity of vanities, but what it teaches me is that there's an accounting 
It is vanity of vanities in this world, but it's an accounting. And so the preacher who, who reflected on, on all these things, he said, now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. In the voice of my mom, when we were growing, growing up, she would say, here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. That's from, from Ecclesiastes 12, 13. But then you have to move on uh, from that verse and go to verse 14. It says, For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or whether it is evil. Some people will sneer and say, Well, yeah, let that day come. But for now, let's gain the advantage. Don't be such a one. Don't be such a one. Thank you very much for listening to us this morning and for staying with us on Gospel Best Radio for On the Lord's Side, Christian Perspectives on News and Current Events. Whatever you do, please remain firmly on the Lord's Side. By the grace of God, I'll see you again on Monday at 8.15. By the grace of God, God bless you. God bless you very good. Engaging the Culture with the Mind of Christ Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ.